other night you asked me, was I using you? Yes. I am. I'm using you to make me a better person. Nuri. You're my fresh start. jam here and you are now tuned into the broadcast podcast um so i started off the show with a scene from the new owned uh series love is and let me just say if you guys have not watched that show please watch it um there's so many learning experiences from that show there's so much that i see of myself in that show in both Nuri and Angela. Um, and that scene was Yasir telling uh, Nuri that he was using her um, because, quick synopsis, this is a homeless man in L.A., um, doesn't work, doesn't have a place, car broke down, living with his ex-girlfriend slash roommate slash want him back kind of thing, um, has a son that he's not taking care of, Came to L.A. to pursue his dream as a writer. Pretty much doesn't do anything that he set out to do because he's so caught up in quote-unquote love. Nuri has her shit together and is just very naive and very open and a hopeless romantic, much like myself. So she asks him when she finds out that he's broke, um, are you using me? And he says, I absolutely am. Uh, You're my fresh start. Here's my thing on that, because I'm just going to get right into it with you guys. I used to idolize stuff like that, and I used to think that that was romantic and sweet. There's a lot of problematic shit with Yasir on this show. Um, We see his temper. We see his possessiveness. We see his insecurity. Um, You know, he calls a lot of shots that he can't pay for, um, point blank period. And I know that... A lot of us have had a Yasir or even been a Yasir. And it's like, it's crazy because it's a true story about Mara Brockakil and her husband and how they ended up meeting and falling in love and they're still together to this day. That's not realistic. Um, you know, in real, like in real life, we typically don't give the Yasirs chances. And on the flip side, do they even deserve chances? Like if you had all your shit together, here comes someone's son basically saying, you're my fresh start, you're my reason, you're my inspiration. My nigga, your son was not your reason. Your um, getting put out of your ex-girlfriend's house was not a reason for a fresh start. You know, like, he has a lot of shit with him. But I say all of that to say, I thought that I had a Yasir. And, um, well, no. 
I did have a Yasir. I did not have a, and I don't know how to say her husband's name right, but I did not have a Salim Brock Akil um, or Salim Akil. Uh, you know, I was talking to a guy who doesn't have anything. And I remember con- being conflicted about that because it's like, where's the fine line between patience and holding someone down and just being stupid. And it's like, I'm constantly going forward and upwards and he's staying stagnant. And so in my head, I'm like, jam, you know better. This nigga's going to hold you back. Or, um, you know, it could go one way. He's going to hold you back. Or he might get his shit together one day. And the potential is there. But I can't date potential anymore. I am basically 30. I cannot date who I think you're going to be one day or who I know you're capable of being one day. I have to date who you are right now, August 8th, 2018. So with all that being said, I don't have time for no year, sir, okay? Love is not stupidity and naivety. And love is not... I don't, I just, love is just not all the stuff that they're doing on this show, honey. Like, it's just too much. Um, but enough about that. Let me just fill you guys in on my life. So the other day I had a breakdown on Twitter. Um, and I don't know why, um, I wasn't really necessarily looking for attention or anything to say anything, anyone to say anything. Um, it's just that it's easier platform for me to vent on. I don't, I really don't know why I can't explain it, but I did get some really good feedback. Um, I did get some really heartfelt messages and, um, some people giving me some solutions and some actual professional help. Sorry, I cracked my knuckles. Um, and I just want to say that with everything going on in my life, good depression still finds a way to mind fuck me into thinking something is bad. So I had a very good month in June. I hit my sales goal. I had a very productive month in July. I missed my sales goal by like a hundred bucks, but still that's pretty decent. Um, and you know, I had things to be thankful for and happy about. I am in the process of getting another car, which I don't know if you guys know, but about a year and a half or two years ago almost, um, I lost everything. Um, did I have a place? Did I have a job? Uh, they came and took my car a week before my birthday. And um, I just wasn't going to stress about it. And I wasn't really ashamed about it. It just wasn't something I broadcasted. Um, but I just was getting my shit together. And um, I feel like that moment was to humble me and to grow me. And it did. So now I'm like, okay, it's time for me to just start putting the pieces back together. So acquired the job, secured the bag, got the place. Um, and I think I remember saying that like this is a big deal for me because I've never had a place by myself. I've always had roommates or lived with a boyfriend or just been at home. And so this was big for me to actually maintain this place for a year long enough to renew a lease uh, successfully. Um, there have been some bumps along the way, you know, some late payments paid, but in the, the most, uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, and for the most part, I've been <clears throat> handling shit. So the next step was to get a car. So, uh, I'm in the process of completing my, um, financing for that this weekend, hopefully God willing. And, um, 
it was actually a really good day that my depression kicked in and my anxiety told me I wasn't good enough. So I was at work and it had been a really kind of challenging week. So um, one of my coworkers had a death in the family. Like his family got in a really bad car accident and his baby cousin was killed. The rest of them are all hurt and still in the hospital. So it was like really sad and really... Um, not really depressing, but just uh, kind of like, damn, like it was just really, really, really sad. And I don't really process death um, like other people. I kind of just gloss over it. But for some reason, I just felt horrible. And then um, the another one of my coworkers um, had a sudden death also, like maybe two days later, just out of nowhere, um, his aunt died. Okay, so sad again. I'm seeing two grown men cry who usually laugh and smile every day and we're hugging and consoling each other, telling each other we love each other. And it's like, damn, this is like, whew, life comes at you fast. Like, this is crazy. So then some good news. So the day that uh, I had a bad day was the day that my other coworker proposed to his girlfriend. And I remember talking to him about it, helping him plan the thing or kind of like giving him advice on what to do, how to do it. Um, and just like, you know, meeting her, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, um, amazing girl. And just being like really in awe of their love and like how sure he was of her. Like, it was just like, this is beautiful. Um, but it was that day that reminded me that I didn't have any of that. Like, so on that day, um, the guy that I am kind of talking to, whatever, I couldn't see him because he had family stuff going on. Um, and my coworker was proposing to his girlfriend, so I remember him leaving work and telling us all about it. My manager was telling me her love story with her and her husband and how it was just so amazing. They met, they just knew. Two months later, he proposed. They'd been married now for four years, and they're like annoyingly in love, but it was just like she was just telling me all this stuff. And so I asked her about uh, Ryan, who is my Yasir, and I said to her, you know, like, what do you think about Ryan? Because she had spoken to him on FaceTime a couple times, and she heard me talk about him, and I just knew, like, and I'm like, that's probably my husband. And she just looked at me flatly and was like, that's not your husband. And I think that Ryan's great, but I don't think that he's for you. I think that he needs to get himself together. And the man that God has for you will provide things that you can't even imagine. Like, there would be no doubt in your mind that that's your husband, first of all. Second of all, being the woman that I am, the, the man that God does have for me will be, like, completely, he will blow my mind. Like, I will be so, you know, like, enthralled with this man. So it was like, damn, okay, uh, that sucks. So I go home and like all of my um, friends and stuff are posting um, pics of um, they went to Carabana um, in Toronto. So they're posting like all their trip pics and them together and everyone just having a great time. And I'm just sitting there like on my couch. My daughter wasn't home. like She was with my mom, I think, and out with her friends. And I just was on my couch just crying. Like, I am so lonely to the point that it's it's kind of weird because I'm a friendly person and I know that people love being around me. It's just that, I don't know, I don't feel 
like anyone feels for me, either the way I feel for them or the way I see them feel for other people. So I was just feeling like super lonely and I'm just like, God, like this sucks. I don't have a man. I clearly don't have friends because no one invited me anywhere. Um, you know, like my family's not close. So when my coworkers were going through the losses of their families, I'm like, I wonder, it, it just made me think of like, if that would happen in my family, like if we were be, would be able to come together and get along for for something tragic which sucks but it's like would we even be able to do that for something tragic and the answer is probably no um and I just was I just was sad and I have um I've dealt with depression and anxiety I've, I've talked about it on this podcast before but I've dealt with this since 2012 um it was a really horrible unhealthy relationship that kind of exposed it I guess um and I've never talked to anyone professionally, which is on my list for the Dirty 30 list, uh, is to get a therapist. And I think that the, the thing that I'm, the thing that I'm um, fighting with is that I just wish I knew kind of how to not be triggered by good things. Because it's weird. It would be something really good. Like that day was a day to celebrate love and be happy and be proud of my coworkers. And I'm just like, ah, you're just reminding me that I don't have that. Um, and someone asked me, I want to say it was Tanisha asked me, how would I, um, how, how would I be different once I do have that? Or like, what would that mean to me? And I, I really don't know, but I just know that there's a void there and, it's not really self-love because I've actually filled that void to where I'm cool by myself. I made the decision to be single this year. I've made it to August. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a big accomplishment, but for me it is because I am never single. Because um, I, I, just, I just don't want the wrong love. I don't want the wrong person. I don't want to get into the wrong situation. Um, so there was that. There was basically... Um, the betrayal of someone I considered a friend who basically was using me for selfish gain, I feel like, and kind of, you know, took what they could from me and got on uh, with their life, uh, which is fine. I mean, people do that, but it was just a lot. It was just a lot. Um, it was it was a lot. And I, as you guys know, I was back in school. It lasted maybe all of two weeks before I was like, I don't even know why I'm here again. Um, college is just not for me. So school is not for me. Um, I am not shunning anyone or talking down to anyone that loves college and has gotten multiple degrees more power to you. I just cannot. I just feel like it drives me fucking crazy. Like, I don't like it at all. Um, but aside from that, I've been really good. So that was a bad day, but I haven't had any more. Um, I cried it all out and I realized that I was, um, that I was getting to that point because I had started drinking and smoking daily again. And the last time I did that was like in 2016. So I was like, okay, um, this is not good, but I recognized that, um, immediately. So I just think that like, if you are going through anything and let's say you feel like you can't talk to anybody, um, but vent, get it out, create a platform, uh, write in a journal, 
vent on social media if you want to and then delete it later if you feel like, you know, that's necessary. Or um, there are free therapy apps. There are online therapists. There's all types of stuff out there. Um, What really scared me, though, what really kind of shook me out of the dark place, I guess, was my daughter. I called her in the middle of crying because I just wanted to hear her voice and I knew that she would make me feel better. It was kind of selfish, though. So I called her and she immediately was like, what's wrong? I just told her, like, I'm just really sad. Like, I don't know. I'm just really, really sad. And I just feel so lonely. And, you know, I just want you to come back home. (laughs) And uh, she talked to me for a little bit. And then she got off the phone and she texted me and said, if you kill yourself, I will too. And I said, what? I was like, why would you tell me that? And she goes, because you were crying, you were saying a lot of things and you sounded sad and I just can't live without you. And I was like, no, I'm I'm never going anywhere. I'm never going to leave you. And I don't ever want you to say that. I don't even know. I don't even know how she felt that that's how I was feeling. But <laughs> I really was. I was really like, what am I here for? Like, why? what am I doing? Um, and that's the thing about depression. It would just tell you that you're not good enough and you don't belong. Um, I am here to tell depression to suck a big fat dick because... <laughs> We're all here for reasons. We all have purposes. My purpose could be going through this to help someone else through theirs. I don't really know. But I'm so sorry. Um, But I don't know. I'm here. And depression can suck my dick, really. (laughs) And I hate when women say that. And I think it's so vulgar. But um, that's how I feel about depression. But uh, moving on. I want to thank everyone again who listens to this podcast. I want to thank everyone who supports Hashtag Glow. Um, I think that I'm going to do the podcast bi-weekly just because my schedule is so crazy and I really have to focus on um, other things. Like I'm getting ready to do a relaunch and rebrand of Hashtag Glow. I know that it's a new business, but I am an ever-evolving person. Um... And I just like fresh and newness. Um, you know, I, it's, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I started off one way and it was cool, but it was kind of a lot of, a lot of things were shortcut. And I just want to create something that's just amazing for you guys. So um, this relaunch that, or this restock that just happened will be the last restock until maybe fall or winter um, because I really want to work on my rebranding and my marketing materials so that's coming um and i am already planning the anniversary event for the 31818 event it'll be next spring for 1919 and i can't really give you like super duper details because it's probably someone out there with more money than me listening to this podcast who can make this shit happen right now <laughs> um but It's going to be fucking amazing. I cannot wait. I have been, like, giving little clues and hints on my IG, though. So if you go on my IG and look at my stories or catch anything on my feed, um, just pay attention. I'm pretty much going the Beyonce route. You know how she drops hints months before 
uh, that's the route I'm going this time. And it's killing me because I really just want to blurt it all out and tell you guys everything and get you all excited right now. But I know it really won't fucking matter because the event is not until April. So I won't start my marketing until the end of March. Um, Other than that, though, I just wanted to come on here and just let you guys know what was going on with me. Um, Thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for your kind words to everyone who reached out. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Those weren't my intentions, but I really do appreciate it. And it really just reminded me that I am loved, that I do matter, and that people do care. Um, So I just want to challenge everyone this week to reach out to someone who um, you haven't talked to in a while, um, who you haven't seen in a while, and just ask them how they're doing. See if you can meet up with them for coffee or go to the movies or just hang out. Um, Shout out to Lauren, uh, the owner of Drench Clothing, my good girlfriend. She reached out to me the other day and said that she was sad and she missed me. And she wanted she wanted to see me so I could like we could laugh and talk shit and hang out. We always have a great time when we go out. Lauren's one of my if I was twelve and had to say best friends, she's one of my best friends. But as an adult, I feel like best friends kind of you don't really have best friends anymore as an adult, which is kinda of sad, but she's one of my great, great friends and I don't think that she knows how much I value our friendship and It does hurt my feelings when she hangs out with her other friends a little bit more or do other things. But, um, you know, I know that I have to share her. But Lauren, um, if you're listening, you are one of my really great girlfriends. And I'm really, really glad that we got through whatever bullshit was in the beginning. And I'm really, really glad that you forgave me for being a bitch, point blank, period. Um, And I'm glad that I didn't listen to other people's opinions on who I should be friends with, and I just made my own connection with you um, because you've you've enriched my life. You know, you make me very, very happy to be your friend, very, very proud to be your friend. Um, I'm so excited for the future and what you have going on. So I just wanted to say that before I get emotional and cry because you guys know I'm a big crybaby. But I do want to end the podcast saying that this was just a quick check-in. If you guys have any feedback or advice or questions or anything, um, email me at imjamariah at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at Tropicon. I'm on Instagram, imjamariah. And Snapchat is lovejfab, but Snapchat's weird because if, if I open something really quickly, it doesn't stay, so I would hate to miss out on something. But just DM me on Twitter or IG or send me an email. And also... Um, If anyone wants to co-host with me, every now and then I'll be looking for guests on the show. So if you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. If you have anything you want me to promote on the show for you, let me know, please. Um, I I just wanted to get back to the root of why I started this podcast. And it started off more so being kind of therapeutic for me to just talk and get things out. But um, now I need it more than ever. So... Um, I just wanted to let you guys know I'm still here and I'm not going anywhere, but if I do go, make sure you play World at my funeral because this album is everything. All right, guys, this has been another episode of the broadcast podcast. I am Jam Mariah and you guys are amazing. Dreaming. Dreaming. Always-
it's on this side of different seasons. Yeah, yeah. Took the blow way down to your hood. Say you was in the crowd. I never looked. Looking back.